Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Rumblings, podcast 172. This one will probably be extra rambly. I have no notes or script, as it were. And I don't want to do too many spoilers about Guardians of the Galaxy, so I will just ramble in general about that. And the only other thing I really have for you is some thoughts about some of the reviews and sort of early discussion about what people think Destiny may turn out to be like in terms of content. So I have a little bit of rambling for that. And that's it for this time. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright. So Guardians of the Galaxy is a super awesome movie. I really liked it a lot. It is rated PG-13, most certainly for the violence. There is not really any sex or sexual content. It's kind of implied, and what little there is is more sort of romantic, kind of flirty sexuality. It's not really sex. But Guardians of the Galaxy originally came out as a comic quite a long time ago. And the story basically tells the origin of this team of what eventually become sort of protectors. And they start out all as separate characters and they have different pasts, but mostly they're all kind of in questionable sort of gray areas. You get the feeling, you know, they're trying to do whatever they need to get by. And there is sort of an intergalactic war going on. So some of them have a little bit more of a war-slash-violent-oriented past. But as quickly revealed at the start of the movie, when they're all sort of getting introduced and meeting each other, we discover pretty quickly that they're pretty much good people. They don't want anything really bad to happen. So like I said, I don't want to do any real spoilers about the movie, but suffice to say there are lots and lots and lots of different layers to the movie. There's an obvious pre-existing sort of universe that has, you know, this history to it. There's a conflict between a couple of races, and that's kind of the main, I guess you could say, focus of the villain in the movie. So there's that struggle. There's also several little struggles with various characters just trying to get by and survive in a universe that's kind of tearing itself apart. So there's lots of different interesting threads about who these characters are, what's going on in the world. And they do a really good job of both showing what's going on, you know, visually, as well as sort of voiceover and other kind of historical stuff that explains, you know, what is going on in terms of a description of what's going on sort of behind the scenes that you can see. I would say that a lot of the movie kind of is focused around comedy, but there is also this very solid seriousness to it all the time, and they do sort of blend comedy with a very deep seriousness about what's going on with the galaxy and, you know, that there is this terrible war that's going on. And for a movie which is split like that, I have to say that it did really beautifully in both aspects, even though it's not a pure comedy. I did laugh probably more than 
any other movie I can think of in at least a year, maybe more. You know, even the pure comedies, which were specifically trying to be funny all the time. Guardians of the Galaxy was, you know, way funnier. I think partly because, you know, it had that serious edge to it. And then you throw in these little jokes every now and then, and they become even more funny because of it. The graphics are completely amazing. They all look really, really good. They do sort of have that very iconic comic book style of the Guardians of the Galaxy. As a non-fan of the comic, but a comic reader, there was probably half a dozen scenes that sort of popped into my mind of going, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that from the comic. You know, having only seen it maybe in a comic book shop or, you know, maybe one of my friends had it and I flipped through it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that scene. That was, you know, very iconic and important. So they did a really good job of both presenting this world in a realistic fashion and yet still retaining that sort of, this is, you know, a live action comic book movie. The music was really good and a lot of fun. A lot of it focused on sort of old school music. And that's kind of explained with the main character, you know, it has a connection to him. So they kind of explained that early on. But it feels really appropriate. It feels really good for that very serious world, yet kind of humorous world, where, you know, you kind of have to step back and kind of laugh at yourself and take a break because everything is so serious all the time, you know, you'd just be super depressed. I loved it a lot. And like I said, there's a lot of really interesting stories sort of interweaving. And there's a lot of humor. Like I said, I laughed more at this movie than any other movie I can think of in recent times. And I would highly recommend it to anyone who is a sci-fi and or comic book fan. I would say go see it in 3D IMAX if you can, you know, physically see 3D IMAX. Because, you know, while there are some indoor scenes, a lot of it is sort of scenic or outdoors or in space. And it just looks completely incredible in 3D. I always say take a friend, because it's a lot of fun. And of course, have some snacks, like popcorn or whatever, because it is lighthearted, and even though it is serious, it is kind of very funny at the same time. And I would say, you know, again, definitely see it, you know, in theaters before it's gone. So for those who are maybe on the fence about Destiny, you're not sure if you're going to pick it up or not, if you are looking at news, you might see some news coming out now about, you know, how many story quests there are, how many locations there are, how much, you know, total content there could be. And I would caution you to take this all with sort of a grain of salt. And there's a few games, I think in particular, people seem to be forgetting when they're reviewing and considering the game that they really should. And so I thought I'd, you know, bring that to people's attention so that they can also, you know, consider that when looking at reviewers who, like I said, oftentimes do not. First of all, the big thing that people seem to be pointing out is the small number of story quests and locations. 
And for one thing, we don't know how long those story quests are going to take. There's something like 30-something story quests. And I think because people are basing their opinions on the beta, and the beta's four or five quests, I think, didn't take very long. It took like an hour or two to get through. And so I think a lot of people are judging, you know, this is what the quests looked like. They don't think they were very interesting, or they don't think they took very long. And so they're thinking... You know, these 30 quests for the story aren't going to be very interesting or take very long. My counterpoint to that is, again, you know, I really think that Earth is really just a tutorial section. It's really just meant to introduce you to sort of how to play the game. You know, here's how you follow a waypoint, go to that waypoint. Here's how you get on your bike and ride the bike, you know, (laughs) ride your bike to this other place. You know, here's some sort of indoor areas, you know, figure out how indoor areas and indoor fights work. You know, all that sort of stuff. And I think people are really kind of overly, harshly judging the game based on that fact. I think they're not taking into consideration that Earth really is just a training area. So I think that's the first big thing to remember is that we haven't really seen any real missions. The first real mission, you know, like I said, with the moon coverage, it it really seems to start at the moon. That's about when it feels like they kind of expect you to know what you're doing. And that was only open, you know, for two hours. So people that were in for that time saw it. Anybody else would not have seen it. So again, you know, my biggest caution for that is, you know, don't let anybody base their opinion just on the beta content. Because like I said, you know, that's just training. I don't think those quests are going to be like the story quests we see later on. I think we are going to meet... You know, people like that mysterious hunter character. We're going to meet other characters. We're going to get some story. We're going to get more dialogue. And I think the story quests are going to get a lot more involved and a lot more interesting. And it is going to be just more than follow this waypoint for 10 minutes and the quest is over. I think it's going to be a lot more interesting and involved than just that. Also, I think another big aspect that they tend to be forgetting in terms of reviewing this is sort of those open world areas where you just go around and you do random quests and you explore. And there really isn't, you know, a story you're following because you're just doing wandering and picking up random quests here and there. And so, you know, the most recent game that sort of stands out in my mind with this kind of design is that instead of judging Destiny in comparison to an MMO like Wildstar or World of Warcraft, people should be comparing it more to something like Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 3, you've got this single-player story, and then there were some multiplayer mission maps that people could replay over and over. And that's a lot closer to, I think, the design of Destiny, even though Destiny kind of has it flipped. You know, they're focusing more on the multiplayer aspects with sort of a, a story sprinkled in. But off the top of my head, you know, I finished Mass Effect 3 in like 20 or 30 hours, and then, you know, I went on to play the multiplayer games probably I think it was about eight months, and I played for anywhere between one and three hours a night. And if I recall, and this is really the important part of the comparison, there were only something like four or five multiplayer maps that launched with the game. Within six months, they did come out with a few more. They had all of those maps in different times, I think, you know, in weather conditions, as well as, you know, three or four more other maps. So pretty quickly you had about a dozen maps. But these maps were pretty small. The maps were specific waved challenges, and you could finish them in about 15 or 20 minutes, I think. 
So I think if you see a review about Destiny and they're like, oh, they said there were going to be hundreds of worlds and there's only going to really be five, and there's really only, you know, whatever it is, I think it's like 10 explorable areas with like 30 story missions, and they're like, oh, that's not anywhere near the content they promised. Well, compare that to Mass Effect 3. I mean, Mass Effect 3, you have this single-player story, you finish the story, you play these multiplayer maps, and while they are fun and interesting and awesome, they're also really small and they're fairly repetitive because there are only a few different match types and there's not a whole lot going on. Destiny's maps are way, 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 way bigger. I would say at least 10 times bigger than the size of Mass Effect 3. Even though, you know, the story missions take place kind of within those maps. I think reviewers are sort of forgetting to compare this to something closer to, you know, other shooter games like Mass Effect 3 or even more recently something like Titanfall. Even though I haven't kept up with Titanfall, Titanfall was like six or eight hours before I finished the single-player game. It was less than a dozen missions. The matches were something like ten minutes each. And, you know, even though it took six or eight hours to to play through, you know, 30% of time was me sitting and waiting for a match. So... You're probably really only talking about four four to six play hours, I would guess, total before I was done with Titanfall. And similarly, you know, they expected players of Titanfall to pretty much play, you know, the multiplayer and play on maps. And there really wasn't that many maps from what I remember. I think there was like less than half a dozen. I don't know how many there are now. But that got tired really fast. I was done with Titanfall in like 15 hours. Now, that's not to say Titanfall is a bad game. Titanfall is an awesome game. The maps are pretty big and pretty interesting. I just didn't really find the combat all that thrilling because it was a little bit too arcadey. You know, I don't like 100% realistic shooters in terms of, you know, somebody's going to snipe you from five miles away and you're not even going to see where they are. You know, I don't like that kind of action. But I also tend to not really be thrilled by things like Titanfall. Or even Borderlands, where it's like really fast arcade and you're shooting people, you know, five million times a game. You know, that's fun, but it's not terribly interesting in terms of strategy or planning. You know, you just kind of run at people and shoot them in the face. And, you know, there's no real strategy or threat involved. You just got to, you know, watch your health. And it's not usually a huge deal. You know, and again, the Borderlands games are super fun. And if you like that style, you should absolutely play them. I'm just pointing out that, you know, when people are comparing Destiny, are they actually comparing to other shooters like Mass Effect, like Titanfall, like Borderlands? Or are they just pointing out that, you know, Bungie promised all of this content and it doesn't look like all of the content Bungie promised is actually going to be there? And it's not going to be like, wow, where you can spend, you know, all this time going through a couple dozen zones with, you know, 11 billion quests of go get 10 things and deliver the mail to so-and-so. But, you know, do you really want that kind of game? That's the big question. You know, comparing to a standard MMO, do you really want that in a shooter game? I certainly don't. As I said uh, before, you know, I've already played 18 and a half hours of Destiny. I really love it. I really love the pacing. I love how the different weapons have stats that are actually kind of important in terms of combat. You know, do you want something that has a higher 
damage ratio but slower shot speed or do you want something with higher shot speed? Are you going to, you know, run up and shoot the guys up close or are you going to be further away? You know, how does the weapon play into that sort of strategy? You know, there is this really nice balance of sort of strategic elements and realistic elements in terms of, you know, reloading speed. You know, you're not going to reload in half a second. It's going to take you, you know, a couple seconds. And with a heavy weapon, you know, forget it. You're going to have to hide and wait, and it's going to take several seconds to, you know, reload that weapon. So there are those sort of strategic challenges that I really like. And, you know, the story quest is really cool and interesting. And like I said, I, I think people are sort of misjudging Destiny based on Earth. And, you know, like I said, I really think that's just sort of a tutorial section. So I guess, you know, this section has turned out super rambly. But, you know, whenever you read a review about Destiny, especially ones between, you know, when the beta closed and when launch happens and basically like five or six weeks, I think it is off the top of my head. You know, note that these people usually aren't comparing to sort of similar games like Mass Effect 3 or Borderlands. You know, consider how long did you play those games? And consider, you know, other shooter-type games. You know, like I played Wolfenstein recently. That was, I think, 12 hours for me to complete it. And the most recent Thief game, which was kind of disappointing because it wasn't very replayable. I think I finished that one in like 12 or 15 hours as well. So, you know, compared to other games of its type, you know, I've already played more time in the beta. So that's a really good sign that the game is fun and interesting and very replayable, at least to me. You know, a lot of the enjoyment of the game is stuff you can't get by reading a review of how many story quests does it have, how many strike missions does it have, you know, how much whatever does it have, how many guns or whatever. You know, it's really just something you need to experience. Hopefully they will open up some kind of trial, you know, near or shortly after launch so people who didn't get a chance to play in beta could check it out. You know, because even though there are lots of recorded, you know, footage of people actually playing and there will be tons and tons of streams once it goes live again, you know, I really think it is something you need to sort of experience and play for yourself before you can really judge it. But again, you know, just the whole point of my rambly section here is when, you know, you're reading anything about a Destiny review, you know, just be very mindful that they're basing these all off of opinions and thoughts of stuff they haven't really experienced. I mean, yes, people played through Earth, but again, you know, I, I think that's a training area and that's going to be very different from the actual game. So don't let any reviews discourage you. You know, because a lot of it is opinion-based. And if they haven't compared to things like Mass Effect 3 or Titanfall or Borderlands, you know, or other shooter-type games, they're probably not really thinking 100% clearly, you know, not to insult them or anything, but people who are comparing to things like, you know, standard MMOs like Warcraft or Wildstar or other things, aren't really making a fair or accurate comparison because it's not how Destiny is designed. That's not how it works. It is a shooter, and that's, you know, what it's focusing on. It's focusing on multiplayer slash co-op shooter, and that's how people should be judging it. Mm -hmm. 
So that's it for this week's Rabbit's Ramblings. No news. I don't think anything is coming out really soon that I thought I should mention. I think there are a couple movies coming up. We'll have to do some more research and check what's coming when and what people should watch out for. But I guess that's it for this week's Rabbit's Ramblings. Hopefully everybody had an okay time, even though it was super rambly and super vague and probably more theoretical and personal opinion-based than not. But hopefully at least you found it entertaining and interesting and it gave you, you know, something to consider. I guess that's it for this time and I'll see everybody hopefully next time. Okay, thanks, bye. not here. It's just a bad dream. Oh, I agree completely. Why, we'll wake up any minute to conquer and have a laugh about all this. You know, having only seen it, you know, maybe my 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 my. That sounds like something out of science fiction. You live in a spaceship, dear. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com/podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html when you type rabbits ramblings don't use the space if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com if you like my page you can also post on facebook at rabbit dot com you can follow me on youtube at rabbit dot com i have a page on patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution share alike license.